Hello listeners, you're listening to the Three Angry Gamers podcast. Before we get to this week's episode, I want to let you know that we're actually brought to you by Fortnite and their latest mode, the creative mode. You're kind of wondering, what is creative mode? It's pretty cool, honestly. I've checked it out recently. What it is, is you can go into your Fortnite maps just like you normally could. There's a bit of a difference, though. You can create whatever you want. You can create all these different structures and different things that you want, and unlike the regular Fortnite Battle Royale mode where people are gunning for you and trying to kill you, you can do this without any stress. And then here's what's great. Once you've created the map that you want to make, you can create a custom game mode around it so you can play with your friends. I don't know, maybe you want to make a golf map Maybe you want to make a tower defense mode. You can make whatever you want in this creative mode, and that's what's so cool. Fortnite is something else entirely. Maybe you like it, maybe you don't like it, but what you are going to like is that creative mode allows you to try different modes and different types of gameplay in a way that's both comfortable, new, and friendly, but all the while it's still Fortnite. So check it out, and with that, let's get on with this episode of Three Angry Gamers. Thanks for your time, everyone. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Three Angry Gamers podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dennis. Jamie, how are you two doing? Great. I'm well. Very good. Nice. Uh, yeah, so uh, we got a little bit of a change coming here. So it used to be that we would say what we've been playing, and I think it was a pretty apt description because it was just like whatever we bought out of our own pocket and we're playing, but now we're going to start being sent to games to review, so... I'm thinking that's probably better to just rename that section review. So in case you were ever like, why is what? where's that section where they say what they've been playing? It's a little different, but I think we're still going to put in like games that we've been playing, but then there'll also be games that we've been sent for review. Um, like this week, there's already been a couple. So uh, in the next episode, there will be a few as well. So hopefully this doesn't jar you too much, but I think I figured at least preface this before we get started. But uh also, it's kind of nice, too, because now we're getting games to review. So I always appreciate that. And I think, uh, Jamie, you were saying you're pretty excited to get your hands on some of these games as well. Very much so, yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I just like how professional it makes me feel. You know? <laughs> Don't you guys think so? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny because, like, I uh, review movies as well, and, like, uh, I re- when I go to these movie reviews, I see a guy, some of you may know, called Victor Lucas, who, based out of Vancouver, he also... Oh, I love Victor Lucas. Yeah. And uh, he does movies and video game reviews, and, like, very few of the other film critics do, so now I feel like him and I are on this, like, at least in Vancouver, this pedestal of, like, yeah, we both do video games and movies. Of course, he's, like, at a far higher level than we are, but... I still I'm like, yeah, next time I see him, I'm going to be like, hey, Victor, guess who's also doing video game reviews now? So 
Um, but yeah. Uh, cool. But let's get on to some news here. Uh, first off, fans are campaigning for a Borderlands 3 boycott after a YouTuber said that Take-Two sent investigators to his door. And the investigators apparently like just came into his home and started like looking at his stuff and asking him questions and yeah it's kind of uh right pretty big controversy have you guys been keeping up with this news at all or anything like that i have not seen this uh, no so, about so yeah like what happened mm-hmm. like so <laughs> apparently this guy reported on some leaked stuff out of um borderlands 3 so like the big thing was like this rainbow tier that they've that was in a leak like because I think if you ever played Borderlands, you know there's like the legendary tier or like the gold tier of weapons. But apparently there's now this like rainbow tier as well. And um, mm. apparently what happened was is that this guy uh, reported on the leaks. And now he says that he was just reporting on a leak. So he just like heard about it through the news and started to like just reported on it. But uh, Gearbox in a statement said something along the lines of, well, they did their own investigation and they feel like there's more to it than that. Like maybe he actually leaked it himself. Mm. Um, So I don't know. It's a case of him saying that like he's the victim here and Gearbox is saying, well, there's more to it than what he's saying because he came out and made a YouTube video and basically was like, Hey, you know, I'm the victim here. But then Gearbox is saying, well, no, I mean, there's more to it than that and we're looking into this so i don't know i don't know who anybody believes but i feel like if gearbox were to like go through the process of hiring an investigator which is not going to be cheap uh especially if you're buying one that either has to fly out to where this guy is at or whatever else like that's a lot of money to put down if like i would feel like gearbox would have to be pretty confident that this guy was up to something if they were to send investigators to his place but right what do you think uh it's kind of (laughs) weird yeah yeah this is such a weird story i mean do you feel like i mean dude does a leak like this even warrant a private investigator in like any case i feel like if they're asking some questions okay fair but it sounds like they like pounded on his door and asked to come in and basically right. you know like almost kind of like mafia style like oh you got some nice stuff in here you know like yeah. so what happened to that league <laughs> well and gearbox said that they apparently tried to reach out to this guy through other means like email and phone and all that stuff and he never like got back to them so like mm. i don't know it's like i like i kind of partially believe that like yeah, Gearbox would probably not, like, any game publisher would not just go hiring an investigator to go send them to go investigate someone without trying some other means of getting contact with that person first, especially when they're, like, a YouTuber or a streamer where it's, like, you can at least get their contact information. I mean, almost every streamer has some way of contacting them, either through Twitter or Facebook or email or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh also, in a way, like, this guy apparently is, like, one of the bigger, like, streamers of Borderlands content. So, like, he's been, like, showcasing Borderlands stuff for years. So, I also think it's kind of partially kind of 
shitty of them to be like, this is like one of the guys that consistently streams Borderlands content, so you go investigate him. I mean, that kind of is shitty, but again, we don't know what he actually was doing. But, um, but yeah, in a statement, 2K Games did say, who's the publisher of Borderlands 3? They did say it was a necessary action. So uh, mm. I kind of keep coming back to, well, they wouldn't think it's necessary unless they probably tried some other means of getting in contact with this guy. Right. Yeah. 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 So, moral of the story is, is don't go leaking games, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Keep I mean, it to yourself. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> On to some better news. Apex Legends is getting a solo mode for a limited time. Uh, so, Apex Legends is a multiplayer. Solo mode? Yeah. Um, oh, when you can queue solo. Right. I thought it was like a single player campaign. My brain wasn't working. Oh, That's is it not exactly that? Because I, I actually thought I read it as that. No, too. I think I think it's just like you can queue solo. Wait, could you always queue solo? I thought it was like a solo event. So. Okay. Time like, to Google because I have no idea what this means. It's the Iron Crown event. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get a new Wraith skin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I think it might be like a solo. (laughs) Oh, I see what you're saying. Right. Because Apex Legends, it was always in teams of three. Yeah. And this event, you can play with teams of one yourself. Okay. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense. I thought, okay. Yeah. I thought it meant you can now solo queue. I'm like, can you always solo queue? Yeah. You can always solo Uh, queue. Yeah. Right. And the Wraith skin actually looks pretty cool. It's kind of like gladiatorial kind of. I don't know. I was like, I saw that. I'm like, yeah, I, I would definitely want to get that skin. So, uh, but yeah, it's a solo event. So, um, I think it purely is like there. I don't think in that mode there is any teams of three. I think it's like solely, like, like solo. So maybe a bit more free for all than the game typically is. So, uh, but yeah, uh, I'm excited. I think Apex Legends is one of the probably my favorite games of the year so far, and. It kind of surprised me because like I think the game got announced and like a week later it was out, so it's like uh, there's no buzz behind that game, but it's kind of slowly built over time. So I still need to play it. <laughs> well, if you ever play, have... let me know. We can hop in some matches yeah. together. Sure. It's actually yeah. it's I I think it's probably it's interesting that like it takes that Fortnite formula, but also blends it with like really good gun mechanics and gameplay and mm-hmm. just I don't know. It's uh. Like, I know a lot of people are going to hate on me for saying this, uh, but I'm not the biggest fan of Fortnite, so, like, I don't know. Something like this is a little bit more up my alley. I've basically heard that, like, it's it's a better uh, experience than Fortnite from everyone who's played Apex Legends, so, I mean, yeah. that's not surprising to me that you'd say that. <laughs> I also just really enjoy that, like, they have... Like the free uh, heroes that you can play as, but then you can also unlock some over time just through like right. playing the game, earning some in-game currency, or you can just pay your real-world money. Um, I don't think I've, I don't actually know. I haven't spent any of my real-world money on it, but yeah, that's fun. Uh, next up, uh, thirteen or X one 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 or whatever they call it. Anyways, there was, it was a game that was out on the PS two, GameCube, Xbox. Uh, yep. It was being, shaded. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I have fond memories of that game. I didn't buy it. I rented it, but I enjoyed it. Um, there was a remake coming. Uh, I think it was supposed to come this year, but it got delayed to 2020 sometime. So, yeah. I guess probably to 
help um yeah i wonder why i don't know like it um, seems weird that it would take that long to remake a game that is done. i don't know maybe they're like redoing it from the ground up new engine and all that stuff not just like remastering. well that's what that's yeah. what i would imagine i mean the graphics weren't that bad in the original like i think some of the environments were maybe a little bland but like the actual sure. character models were great um yeah there was a teaser for it i think i uh and the the it actually looks looked really good in the teaser from what i looked like a lot more crisper a lot more cleaner but mm -hmm. yeah so i'm excited for this uh i i'm always at the belief if a game gets delayed it's probably for a good reason i mean it sucks because now we have to wait a little longer but sure also, this would have come out around the same time as Death Stranding, so part of me always oh. wonders, is, like, is that part of it, too? Like, did they just not want to compete with, um, with Death Stranding? I wouldn't. I wouldn't, no. That's... Yeah. You also have um, the new Call of Duty and all that other stuff, too. Like, I kind of... Part of me is wondering, even if the game is, like, there's no issues with it, if it's just that they didn't want to compete in that crowded, uh, like, November, December, October kind of time frame, so... Yeah, that holiday time frame is jam-packed with AAA big-name stuff, so it makes sense if that would be the case. Yeah, because Death Stranding would have come out a week before it, which is not bad, but I don't know. I feel like that definitely would impact the game And then when you have Call of Duty coming out. Which I'm really excited for the new Call of Duty, even though October 25th, so still a little ways away, but I feel like that definitely would also impact it as well, potentially, so... That was kind of my big takeaway. I'm like, oh, they probably just don't want to compete with those big guys, which is understandable. Right. Uh, cool. Um, and then uh, final bit of news is we also some controversy as well. So uh, the Colin Moriarty, who used to be a part of IGM, but then he branched off and he was part of a YouTube channel called Kind of Funny. And then he got let go of that because of a tweet that he made, which was very, like, sexist, misogynistic. Um, and now he has his own podcast, YouTube channel. Um, and from what I've done research on, I've never listened to it, but apparently it's a lot of, like, gaming stuff, but also, like, a lot of right-wing politics kind mm. of stuff like that. Um, and even though, like, I think his gaming channel or gaming podcast is separate from the political stuff i think it's kind of inevitable that people are associating with that uh he right. did have a pax west panel and like everything was all booked and i guess they had bought tickets to go and then they were told by pax that their thing was canceled after being um essentially accepted and booked in uh and it's just caused a whole shit storm um I, it's interesting because Polygon originally reported on it and then they were lambasting Polygon saying that they were giving like uh, unfair uh, like coverage of it saying that like it was kind of their fault for their political views and all this and I don't know it just became a whole thing so I don't know were you guys keeping up with this at all I have not been keeping not up at it all like a hot mess like <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was gonna say is I don't want to be involved in that no <laughs> Uh, it's interesting in that, like, yeah, he was basically, yeah, told that they, they don't have a panel anymore. I have to imagine that, like, it, from what I was actually reading, apparently there was some controversy that rose when it was announced that he had a panel. Um, a lot of people who just feel like his 
political views are uh, just not very healthy and whatnot. Kind of where like can't believe the sky is a panel. Um, I imagine if if anything, it was probably a case of Pax looking at how many people were. Uh, potentially going to ask for a refund on their tickets or not wanting to go because of it compared to the number of people who were supporting him and probably just went with the fact that I'm going to take a wild guess and say that most people were probably against it and probably just went with the majority. I mean, it, at the end of the day, it sounds more like a business decision more than anything. Like, I don't think anybody at PAX was personally offended by anything he said. It was probably more right. like, hey, well, if we're going to lose 500 people because they don't support that we are letting this guy have a panel compared to maybe the 100 people who are fine with him being there, you know, they're going to go with the majority of those people, but that's just my opinion on it. But I don't know if you guys have any, any other thoughts. Um, yeah, I mean, it sounds, your opinion sounds about on point with mine. So, yeah, it'll yeah. be interesting. I mean, apparently, uh, like, he was oh, Colin Moriarty was demanding that uh, they refund his fans' tickets, and they were like, "No, we don't offer refunds." Yeah. And now he's like offering to personally refund them, but it's also like, I don't know if that's just because of him specifically, or if that's just their policy that they don't uh, refund tickets. So I don't know. It's kind of a hot mess, but yeah, it's, uh... <laughs> yeah, but. Uh... Yeah. Cool. Well, a lot of controversy this week in the news, but you know what's not controversial is what we well reviews of, of these games. Try not to be controversial. I keep wanting to say what we've been playing, but yeah, it's reviews. Uh, I guess I'll start this week. Um, the biggest thing for me is the new Hearthstone expansion came out, Saviors of Old Doom. Um, if Lucas was here, he would tell you about uh, the uh, fireside gathering that we went to. It was a lot of fun. Oh, nice. uh, got to open some packs mm. early. I even got a pin for the expansion because I uh, there was a little bingo card that was kind of fun. So you could go there and like uh, every time you did a certain thing, you could check your little bingo thing. And whenever you got like a full row or whatever or column, you got a pin. So we both got oh, cool. a pin. So yeah, nobody else really cares. I got, I've been wearing the pin around. <laughs> People are like, what's that pin? And I'm like, it's from Hearthstone. I swear it's cool. But, uh, you know, it was a fun little thing. Uh, if anything, it was kind of fun to play Hearthstone with a bunch of other people. Because, like, I always get used to just playing it on my own. So it's like, Wait, there's other people here that play Hearthstone? Cool. Um, but, yeah, the new expansion's out. Uh, brings with it a few new things. Uh, the biggest mechanic is Reborn. So uh, when a minion dies, it's brought back to life with one health remaining. Uh, so... Basically, it just makes it a little harder to maybe kill some of those minions because once you kill it, it just comes back to life. Uh, obviously, some uh, some heroes can heal and all that, so you can probably you know utilize that to your advantage. Um, I've been enjoying that reborn mechanic with a few of the legendaries and whatnot. Um, but also, too, uh, they bring in quests. So quest cards were introduced a couple expansions of Go. Uh, quest cards are one cost cards you play at the beginning of the match and then you just have to fulfill their requirements and you get uh, a card like a really cool legendary card or in this case you get an upgraded hero power so I've been playing around with that um, so far my favorite has been the priest one activate the obelisk which heals by three health but also buffs a minion by plus three plus three so that's really powerful 
Um, also, there's the Druid one, which uh, combines both of your choose one effects. So instead of choosing one, you just automatically get both. So that really has been causing for some seriously overpowered matches on my favor. So, so far, it's been good. Um, I think it's going to take a while to figure out like how to get all these quest cards to work uh, with the different classes. Uh, I kind of like... For instance, like I have one for the warlock that I've been playing around with and trying to like get to work. It's a little hard because it's draw twenty cards and you only have thirty cards in a deck, so um, it's kind of hard to fulfill that requirement. But there's been ways to I've been trying to like figure out like how do I get drawing twenty cards while also not being down to ten cards and utilizing the hero power, which is to draw a card and have it at zero cost. So it's been kind of fun. It's a little like how do I get this to work? And I think I've actually dropped a couple of rankings just trying to figure it all out, but we'll get there eventually. But it's been fun so far. Nice. Uh, if I had to give it a score, I'd probably give this new expansion probably like an 8 out of 10 so far. Although it's probably a little hard to rate expansions, but I'd give it like a solid 8 out of 10. Um, so I got... Well, we were talking about games to review. One of the games I got for review was this game called The Church in the Darkness. So, I don't know if you guys have heard of this game before at all. No? Um, I feel like it kind of rings a bell. I have no idea what it's about, though. Okay, so uh, it's a action-adventure kind of stealth game. Very much reminiscent of, like, the old-school Metal Gear games. Not Metal Gear Solid, like the Kojima ones, but the older kind of, like, top-down Metal Gear games. Um, so, you get dropped into the South America like town uh there's a cult that has kidnapped your nephew or something like that nephew or niece and you have to essentially go in and uh try to rescue your nephew and niece uh there's multiple endings to the game so actually even on like the menu for the game like one of the first things that you see is like it says endings and there's at least like 10 or 15 different endings you can unlock um the game is relatively short but like it really comes down to like your choices that you make so for instance when you approach an enemy you can like stealthily approach them and either subdue them which is where you just knock them out or you can like kill them um and all that i managed to get one ending so far and i think it was from just kind of knocking people out and i think it was like a relatively good ending i have no idea i i was thinking of going through and just killing everybody and seeing like what kind of ending i get for that but so far i've been enjoying it um the actual action adventure aspect of it is a lot of fun so i've just been going around and being able to uh like choose sort of how to um like take on the certain encounters my biggest complaint about the game so far is that um it kind of goes through a little bit of customization with your character, but then I don't know. I didn't really notice anything like when I actually got into the game. So it kind of felt a little weird to like customize your character, but then you can't really see much of anything. So that was a little weird. Um, but so far I've been enjoying it. Uh, I'd give it a solid like eight out of 10. It's been pretty fun to play so far. Um, and then next up is we happy few which I have the game and all the DLC, like it's the like ultimate edition or whatever. Uh, but I haven't touched any of the DLC and I've just been touching the main game. But have you guys played this game at all by any chance? 
looks too creepy for me. <laughs> it's very weird looking. Yeah, it's, it's like fake happiness is ugh, don't like it. It's definitely <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it kind of reminds me a little bit of um the the movie where Charlton Heston finds out that they're eating people, Silent Green or whatever. Um I forget what that actual <laughs> movie's called. But it's very similar to that, like like the society is kind of repressed. Um people take this drug to sort of keep themselves in line. Uh also too, like a lot of the history of the world is being censored. So part of what actually what your character does in the beginning is like you come across these documents and you have to choose whether you censor them or allow them. And like, obviously like the game sort of like has you censoring these documents that are sort of a little bit lambasting the, you know, the world or uh, the administration of this world as it is. So, uh, but quickly your character sort of decides that it's time to escape and, uh, get on the run and try to uh, right the wrongs of what's going on there. Um, I haven't gotten too far in the story, so I'm not too sure, but uh, it's interesting that like the game is sort of a, an action game, first person with some stealth and survival. Um, for instance, like you're catching, you're, you're getting a lot of like materials in the world. So you have to craft a lot of things. So for instance, if you see a lock or something like a file cabinet that's locked, you have to find some parts to make a lock pick and make a lock pick and then pick the lock. So there's a little bit of that um, in in line there. Um, so far, I've actually been really enjoying it. Uh, it does kind of get a little open worldy at a certain point, uh, and that's been kind of fun. Uh, mm-hmm. My only complaint so far is that, like, I don't know, it seems like a lot of the materials for things are scattered all over the place. And mm-hmm. I don't know, I, like... As an open world game, it seems a little poorly designed. Like, I don't know. For instance, like stuff to pick locks should be a little bit more readily available. But like, I feel like I'm just going on forever without finding anything to do anything like that. It's just kind of aggravating to a degree. So I don't know. I've been enjoying it, but I also kind of feel like the open world should be a little bit more filled out. A little more sort of like well-made. Also, too, like, there's some parts where, like, the game just doesn't give you enough clues and you have to figure out what to do. And I guess in some games I don't mind that, but in this game, like, it got frustrating to the point where, like, like, there's points where it's, like, you have to get into this secure compound and I was trying to find out a way. And, like, most games will, after a while, figure out that you're not, like, doing too well at getting into this yeah. thing. So they'll give you, like, a bit of a hint, like, hey, just go over here. You'll, you'll see it or something. There's none of that mm-hmm. here, so... I ended up having to look online and I don't know, it just kind of was a little frustrating for me to have to do that. Like, I'm not saying that the game necessarily needs to hold my hand, but certainly there should be a certain point where it says, Hey, you know, maybe you're having a little bit of hard, hard luck here. Maybe we'll give you a bit of a hint. So I don't know. A little little too sandboxy then like in spots or. Yeah, I definitely would say that. Um, And like the core gameplay is fine enough, but like once you hit that open world, it gets a little frustrating. Um, I just kind of wish there was a bit more in terms of making and like, again, like I don't need this to be call of duty. Like I understand that like there's those call of duty type of games where they put you on like a rail of sorts and sort of just have you go along a level and doing things in a certain select way. There's very few sort of like deviations from it, but 
I don't need that, but I also don't want an open world where there's just too much to do and not enough in the way of like guiding me towards certain things or guiding me towards things like it, it just felt a little too unguided i guess for my taste i'm still gonna play through it and i'm still enjoying it somewhat but yeah i definitely kind of felt, felt a little lost and kind of confused and ultimately a little frustrated playing it so yeah so far i'm sitting at like around a seven out of ten but We'll see. I'm going to play more of it. I think they say it's like 15 to 20 hours to play it, and I'm so far like four or five hours in, so I want to give it a little bit more time, but yeah. Um, next up, uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. I did beat it. Um, I can't remember where I was at last week when we were talking about it, but uh, I've been enjoying it so far. I've gone through quite a few of the extra um, side missions trying to unlock the different characters, I did ultimately unlock Thanos, and he's a lot of fun to play as. Uh, but there's a reason that he's like the last character that you can unlock, because mm-hmm. damn, he is overpowered. Um, <laughs> oh wow! Makes yeah, sense. <laughs> but I don't know. Like knowing the Marvel Comics lore, I was like, if Thanos is playable in this game, he is definitely going to be overpowered. But once I unlocked him, like it's funny. I had a buddy join him with a co-op match, and. Uh, we played and i was like i was gonna play as thanos and he's like so you're gonna steamroll this entire game i'm like yeah pretty much so (laughs) but uh it's fun uh i think at the end of the day i'm sitting at an eight out of ten for this game i think it's really it's fun um i think it's probably in my opinion better than ultimate alliance one um I liked Ultimate Alliance 2. Actually, I think it probably might be my favorite of the Ultimate Alliance games just because one had a good story, but the gameplay was really kind of garbage. Two, I had issues with the story, but like the gameplay was pretty good. I don't know. The third one so far has been like the most consistent in terms of like quality, in terms of both the gameplay and the story. So I don't know. I know, Jamie, you've been playing through it a little bit too, but yeah. This is probably my favorite of the Ultimate Alliance games. Um, Pillars of Eternity. I did pick up the uh, complete edition, which is out for the Switch. Uh, I've played through Pillars of Eternity countless times. So this isn't anything new, but I just was like, you know what? I want a version that I can play on the go. I can play on my Switch. Uh, It's still the same Pillars of Eternity that I enjoyed. Obviously, because you're playing it on the Switch and not on a PC, there's going to be a lot of restrictions in terms of the controls, and that's probably my biggest complaint. It's like, I kind of wish there was more in the way of, like, customization in that way, but it's still a fun game. The RPG aspects of it are fun, Uh, and like I said, it's still, it's a great game to play when you're on the go. You can just sort of play for a bit, save, and pick it up whenever you want. How does it run on Switch? Does it run pretty, pretty well? Yeah, I mean, the game came out in, like, 2015, so it's, yeah. it's like, I, I, I don't, yeah. And, like, the visuals are not overly complex. Like, I know on PC you can definitely ramp up the visual fidelity, but even if you're just playing on moderate settings or playing it on, like, the, the PS4 or Xbox One or whatever, like, it's not the most graphically demanding game. It runs fairly well, um, yeah. There was like a few little points when I was playing it in tablet mode that there was slowdown. Um, yeah. It's interesting because I, I was kind of curious if it was just in tablet mode. So I 
like went back to a save, went through the same part that I had slowed down with, but had it in the dock and there was no slowdown. So I think it was just when I was playing it in gotcha. tablet mode, but it was. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like tablet mode as it's like a separate mode in the game, but no, you're saying tablet mode is just when you don't have it docked. Yeah. It has less power, I guess. Right. I, th mm. yeah, I guess. I don't even know how that works logistically, but yeah, like, cause I've always been curious about that. Like some games I've noticed when I play them like docked, they actually run better. But when I play them undocked, they kind of run a little weirder. I don't know what that is. Mm. Maybe it's like the display or something, but it's a combination of like the, whatever display they're outputting at probably and uh, power power usage. Cause I'm sure that the handheld mode is trying to conserve power so that it can run mm -hmm. a little longer. So they're probably like trying to cut corners on, you know, where the, the power is being used. Then that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, definitely I would say probably if you're going into this looking for performance, probably try to play a docked most of the times, but even like, out of the dock it still runs fairly well um yeah it was actually kind of funny too because like there was a guy that i'm pretty sure i like convinced him to buy a switch because of this game <laughs> it's like i was playing this on the bus and he's like is that pillars of eternity i'm like yeah and he's like oh, on a switch i'm like yeah he's like oh cool i'll have to pick that up so <laughs> hey nintendo <laughs> like i just sale you could give me cut me some commission on that <laughs> and uh finally yeah playing apex legends still uh, a lot of fun. Um, I've unlocked a new hero. Uh, I unlocked Caustic, who drops these, like, toxic gas bombs or whatever. And uh, I think I've been having a little bit too much fun with that because as you get to the end of a match in Apex Legends, the sort of area in which you can fight in becomes increasingly smaller and there's been a couple mm -hmm. matches where i'm stuck in a house with like a bunch of people just camping waiting for me to move so i save up my gas bomb and then i just drop it and just gas them and then they're like Fuck. uh there was one guy that messaged me afterwards because i gassed him and managed to kill him and he's like fuck troll and i'm like ah well that's how you that's how you play the I apex mean, game it's, it's a mechanic in the game i don't understand like yeah why would you get mad at that it's not uh so quickly caustic is teasing it yeah like <laughs> if anything it's like he's camping that's probably like more yeah, of a dirt more bag. trolly than anything yeah so it's funny i was dropping uh, as it gets like to the end and if i'm just like stuck in a house and that's it like the house is the only point of where you can like really get to without taking damage i'll just mm -hmm. drop a bomb and just like flush him out so can you uh, take damage from your own bombs or uh no no. Yeah, yeah, see, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Because <laughs> the nice thing about Apex Legends is, like, some champions play well early on in the game. Uh, mm -hmm. Like, for instance, Pathfinder and Octane are really good early game because they can traverse the, the area really quickly. So you can get to, like, some areas and get some loot really quickly. Um, and then some, like, Caustic... Um, and even Lifeline are really good, like, later in the game. So, obviously, like, a good team would probably have a mixture of both. But like, even sometimes I'm like, yeah, it's more fun to just, like, start off the game with some really good loot. So, I usually will choose Pathfinder. He's, like, my go-to. But, yeah. Really enjoying Apex. Like I said, it's probably, like, one of my favorite games of the year. I don't know if it's, like, number one yet. But it's a lot of fun. So, cool. Um, Jamie, why don't you go next? What have you been playing lately? 
Sure. So uh, I also have been playing Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Uh, I I know last time we were talking, we discussed the uh, problems with uh, online online co-op. And mm. uh, I definitely had some issues with it. So, <laughs> so I had a buddy who was like, I'm like, all right, let's play some Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. So he gets on and he has two... Uh, profiles one that he had started you know on his own and the other one that he mm. played basically locally with his kid up like level 30 so i was like only like level 15 or something like that okay and uh, i invited him to my game and uh, he was trying to play uh, i'm guessing a car- uh, on his account that was like pretty early in the game and he couldn't even like find the option to like log in like he'd go mm. to like co-op and it was like not letting him so i'm guessing he was like too early to even do the co-op on that account and then the other account i invited him and he had also he had you know he finally was able to get in but the, all his characters were like way higher so it was like everything was like super easy and we started back at like the first chapter just so we could play the whole thing together and it was mm. just like we were steamrolling the whole game basically because we were like both like way too high um so that that whole like thing seems a little bit disappointing like i wish there was a way to just start a new game with another player mm-hmm. and just play online but it doesn't seem like there's an easy way to do that um, yeah or even if it like matched the whoever joins with like the host level yeah so that it's all like, like down or something yeah, yeah it'd be it'd make a ton of sense uh so the other issue that we had was like uh we were trying to go through the nintendo voice chat system oh, with gosh. the app and holy crap is that thing a piece of garbage like he could not <laughs> find like i was able to get in it fine but then he's like i go on and it doesn't even detect that i'm playing this game so like he couldn't get in the room so i don't know like i i some of it i chalk up to my buddy just having like some issues on his end that maybe you know he just couldn't work through but also it shouldn't be that hard to do voice chat like i should just be able to get on go into a, a voice chat and be good to go it shouldn't shouldn't have problems finding the game that you're playing so well yeah uh, and like for those who aren't aware because it really is so stupid that like you probably wouldn't even figure it out unless it was explained to you but like you have to like download an app for your phone uh-huh. that like is solely used just so you could voice chat like when you're yeah. playing your switch so it's not Real like weird. Like, some people would think it's actually, like, just voice chat built into the Switch, but no, it's not. Like, you have to have, like, a smartphone or tablet that you can download it to, and it's just ridiculous. And it still connects to the game, so it's, like, it just seems like an unnecessary, like, level of of, uh, layer to it that you don't need to have, you know what I mean? Like, it just seems like you're, like, creating extra bottlenecks that way instead of just the console, but it's uh yeah nintendo is always like a two steps forward one step back kind of company yeah. so it's like yeah. yeah we have voice chat but you have to download an app for your phone and it's like oh, oh yeah that's right <laughs> so, so, weird. so like, yeah instead we so just is this use, a like, uh we just use like skype call or something like that and that was how we did voice chat yeah oh, okay <laughs> It's actually funny because we use Discord for recording the podcast. I like tell anybody if I'm playing like a Switch game or whatever, yeah. like we'll, we'll just get something. We'll just use Discord because it's like so much yeah. easier than what Nintendo wants you Definitely. to use. Definitely. So. Definitely. 
Uh, so okay, yeah, so I this mean, is a Nintendo problem. It's it's it not the game really. Problem. Correct. Okay. It, I mean, it's it's more <laughs> of a, a Switch issue than it is a Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Issue. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's why, like, if I would say if you're even, I don't know, I have a sneaking suspicion that if this game comes to PS4 or Xbox One, and it probably will eventually, mm-hmm. the, the online, like, co-op will probably be so much easier. Like, I'm kind of curious if it's an uh, issue with with them, with uh, Nintendo, with this whole stupid issue with the co-op. Yeah, it's very possible that that's, that's a Nintendo-related issue, so... <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, aside from that, I really am enjoying the game. So I still haven't finished it. Uh, I'm like, I just got to like the X-Men area. Oh, nice. Um, Yeah. So like, uh, I was, you know, making a lot more progress. Then I went back and replayed like the first three chapters of the game, basically. So like, you know, it's it's taken a little longer to get back up there because I was doing the co-op. But, Mm. you know, uh, definitely enjoying like the variety of characters. And I think once you unlock like the second and third abilities on uh the various characters it seems like it it becomes a little bit more uh of a game that has some more depth to the combat because like Mm. when you first start it you're just like mashing like the light attack and then occasionally hitting a heavy attack and then using your uh your uh, special moves like whenever you can uh but like once you get like more attacks, it seems like you can kind of be more strategic about how you want to use that stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, like I I totally like it. I think I would probably say it's like like a seven and a half out of ten for me, maybe an eight. Um, mm. And uh, it'll probably go up a little bit as I get through it a little bit more. But my biggest complaint, yeah, was definitely like the the whole online experience was just disappointing. Yeah, <laughs> it's. It's kind of funny because it's like it shouldn't be, but then it's also like when you think, oh, it's Nintendo, it's like, yeah, well, no, I'm not surprised because it's like if this was like Sony or Microsoft or on PC, I'd be a little bit more shocked, but I'm like, I'm not overly surprised. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sucks to say because it really shouldn't be this case, but yeah, well. Right. Cool. So uh, the next game I've been playing, uh, it was a free game for PSN uh, this month, uh, and it's called Sniper Elite 4. Uh, I've never played any of the other Sniper Elite games. I've always, like, seen, like, the, the footage because they have, like, this really cool, like, uh, thing of the games where, like, if you do, like, a, a, a shot on someone, it'll, like, go into slow motion and, like, show, like, an x-ray of, like, the character uh, and then, like, the bullet, like, penetrating their skull and, like, you know, exiting the yeah. other side. There's their, their uh, bones shattering and all the organs exploding. And it's it's very, like, graphic, but it's very fun to watch. Um, so, so I've never played any of them. This is the first one I've tried, and I'm having a lot of fun with it so far. Um, just seems like a cool sniper game that isn't, like, super, like... I don't know, restrictive on you being like quiet and, and everything. Like there's definitely like stealth mechanics and silence mechanics and everything, but it doesn't like make you have to like sit up in a bell tower and wait for like, uh, you know, the, the, the perfect moment. Every time you want to kill someone, you can totally nice. do things like without having to be like super, super stealthy. Um, nice. So yeah, they got some cool stuff. Like you can you can take your shot when like an airplane's flying overhead to do a sound mask, uh, so like they can't hear you, which is like one way you can get around like uh, having to have a silenced weapon. Uh, you can uh, you can do like 
sneak up behind someone and do like a melee attack to kill them. Uh, you can distract someone by like throwing a rock somewhere and you know uh, blowing up a car next to them. It's there's there's all sorts of fun little things you could do. It's kind of like the levels are kind of open and sandboxy. Um, mm. And you'll have some objectives to like complete while you're walking around. So like in the first level, like they want you to destroy a couple radios and take out some officers. And uh, I mean, mm. you can pretty much do it however you want. Uh, there's really no like, you know, go here first and do this and then go wherever. So it's 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 pretty open. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm I'm digging it a lot so far. Like there's um a mechanic that if you take too many shots from like the same area like they start trying to triangulate your position so like the you okay. like take a shot and you can like see that they're like looking up at that spot where you were at uh so then you want to kind of move to like a different different vantage point uh to keep mm. them like confused um so that's fun to kind of like uh try to trick the enemy into thinking where you're at and then you can like wait if you if you get them to the point where they are like figuring out where you're at you can like wait somewhere else and like watch them go up to the like the nest you're in and then like you know throw a grenade up there it's kind of fun mm. um but yeah like it it looks really nice um it plays really well so far i definitely would say for me it's like an eight out of ten um okay. yeah nice. I'm liking it i will keep playing it um uh, let's see what else i played a really i don't know if i'd even call this a game because it is such a like loose like it's not really a, a, a like so the, it's called burly men at sea okay. um it was a free game that came out a while ago uh I, i'm trying to think it was like maybe last year or a year before that and i think it originally was like a beta game and it has like cross play or something so i've been playing it on ps4 um but it's more of like a like a like a uh interactive story than it is a game i would say because like it's basically uh, you play by like either holding the right trigger or left trigger to like move the screen to left or right, and then you can click on a couple things. And like literally, there's probably uh, like six or seven decision points in the game, mm -hmm. and you basically can unlock an ending uh, by changing two or three things throughout uh, the story uh, to the other choice. And uh, so basically the only reason I was playing this game was because I'm trying to get a couple of platinum trophies so I could hit my uh, target. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like I was looking up like on my list, I'm like, these looks like an e this looks like an easy platinum trophy. So I was just trying to get uh, an easy one out of the way because I have like three more I got to get to hit my 10 uh, to get my, uh, my PlayStation rewards points to get like 10 bucks. So <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say that it's... <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say it's, it's, there was a, a lot of depth to this game or anything. It was really just like me wanting to get an easy trophy out of the way. I would probably give the game like a 3 out of 10 just because it was like, I don't know. It, it, it looks really nice. Like it's a, it's a well uh, done visually uh, game, but like there's like literally like nothing to it. Like you pick three different things and then you get a different ending basically and you get trophies throughout the way. So like I got a crap ton of trophies for doing not a lot of work yesterday. I will, uh, I will say too, if you're looking for a game with easy uh, trophies or achievements, mm -hmm. the church in the darkness literally gave me one like every single minute. Like, Oh wow. Yeah. So I haven't checked what the platinum is like, but 
like I was just playing that game and literally it was just like trophy, trophy, trophy. And I'm like, I'm not even doing anything. So yeah, I feel like if yeah. you're if, you know, hot tip for people who are wanting easy trophy, that one's probably <laughs> one. Yeah. One so the other, the other, the other games that are really easy to get for trophies are like play a telltale game because you can basically get a platinum for just finishing it, which is kind of ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> so those are the next ones I'm going to go through. Is like I'm going to go finish the Borderlands and the Batman game, and probably get two platinums for doing that. But whatever, uh, I want my ten bucks. So. Nice, <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. So like, it, like I said, three out of ten, and I'm being a little generous. I think here. it looks nice. <laughs> <laughs> and let's be honest. Uh, most of that is probably because of the. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's the trophies. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Um. So the last thing I've been playing is some more World of Warcraft uh, Battle for uh, Azeroth. Um, nice. Still really liking it. Uh, I've basically been doing a lot of daily quests and just kind of grinding out like rep to try to unlock some stuff in the game. Uh, so to unlock like flying in the new zone, you got to like get like a whole bunch of reputations to exalted or revered or whatever. And then like also... Uh, uh, complete a whole bunch of other requirements and I'm just kind of trying to get that done so I can fly mm. around um, and do my dailies a little faster. Luckily, I have a buddy who has flying already because he plays like crazy and he has one of those... I don't know if, if you've ever seen like the rocket mount that they had from like uh, yeah. like back in the day. Like you could, It's a two-seater rocket. Yeah. So like I can jump on his rocket and he can fly me to do my, my World of Warcraft chores. Uh, <laughs> Very <laughs> it's, it's hilarious how like that game like it is almost like a second job and not really like there's is. things to do it's like you don't just go in and be like oh i'm just casually gonna play a couple rounds or whatever like no you are dedicating yourself to that game so yeah and it it is definitely a game that i just kind of get on at night and i do like an hour or two worth of just random crap uh but i do enjoy doing it and i don't i don't know what it is like i just have this like brain that enjoys doing monotonous mmo things i guess uh, so. <laughs> well Been doing it for years <laughs> it's i don't know about you but like games like that like i can throw on a movie you know to yeah. watch in conjunction or like you know listen to something or whatever like it's one part of what i'm doing whereas like some single player games like there's no way you can do that like you can't have a podcast or something playing in the background while you're playing the last of us or something like that so yeah um Mm -hmm. yeah i had i had um a a stretch in college where i i swear to god we would like get out of class we'd go to my buddy's house and we'd all have laptops and we'd be sitting on his couch just doing wow crap like random wow crap while watching a bunch of movies and that was our like that was our night (laughs) well (laughs) and like the last couple years i've gotten more into pc gaming because like I have a dual monitor so situation, so like I can throw on a game and like watch a movie at the same time, and yeah. you know whatever. It's probably like not the coolest thing in the world, but it's like like oh, it's just it's easier in a way. So yeah, uh, WoW totally strikes me as like that something like that where it's like you know you can just play and watch and do some other stuff, and I'm sure people who aren't thinking like that or doing that or probably like oh it's such a waste of time but it's like well if you're doing other things it's not too bad yeah so i mean overall i think this expansion is probably like 
not one of my favorite ones just because I think, I don't know, it's really focused on PvP, which is fine. Um, mm. And and it doesn't force your hand to do it. Like, it's, it, it does some things to, like, kind of, like, keep you, like, thinking, like, oh, you're at war without making you have to fight other players, which if you're not into the PvP stuff, that's cool because some people don't want to have to do that. Um, like, they have, like, war modes that are basically, like, you fighting against a bunch of NPCs uh, and, and stuff like that, where it's, like, it simulates, like, PvP, but it's not actually PvP. Um, but, yeah, it's it does a good job of, like, making an interesting story. And they've really come a long way with, like, the cinematics and, uh, mm. you know, having, like, a comprehensible storyline as you're playing through like the 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 quests and stuff like that they like back in the day like you'd play through and you'd just be like clicking through quest text trying to get through just to see where you need to go and then mm-hmm. you just i mean a lot of people just didn't care and now they kind of force you to have to like pay attention to what's going on and it's actually interesting so um i'd say like for for battle for azeroth i'd probably say for me it's like a seven out of ten mm. um and I think it might go up a little bit more for me if I can finally get enough uh, gear to do some of the raid stuff. So nice. It's interesting too to think like this game is almost nearly 15 years old. Like it'll be 15 years old in a couple of months, and it's like, yeah, like it's crazy. Like not in a bad way, but it's like this game's been just going on forever. Um, so so the funny thing about that is like they had like a stress test this week for like the classic servers uh, mm. and like just going back to that like i tried it for a little bit and man the game's come a long way <laughs> like yeah it it used to be like when we played it back then like we thought it was so amazing and i play it now and like there's so much crap in here that sucks like it's it's not as enjoyable as as you might like like no. you have rose color colored glasses thinking back at, at that and it's not nearly as good as you remember remember probably mm. uh, but it's it's cool like seeing it in that form also, so long. i enjoy that like blizzard is at least one of the few developers slash publishers where like games are a service for them like hearthstone launched in 2013 something like that and mm-hmm. you've never seen a sequel they just keep building the core game same mm-hmm. with uh Overwatch, same with uh, World of Warcraft. Like, right. they used to do sequels, but like at this point, like I think the only games that they would potentially ever do sequels for are StarCraft and Diablo. So yeah, yeah. where's my Diablo Four? That's something we all need. Uh, Maybe we'll get it announced this year at BlizzCon, <laughs> and then watch they are like it's mobile only. It's mobile. <laughs> <laughs> By you the way, can play it on your calculator now. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> I I love uh, those games, but man, like I I really am starting to wonder if we're ever going to get like a core like game in that franchise ever again. Like it just seems like they just I don't know something something's weird with that one. But yeah, yeah. cool. Uh, what about you, Dennis? What have you been playing lately? I unfortunately have not tried many new games because I decided to play these ridiculously long and big open world games. So it's going to take me a while to finish them. I am still very much so playing through Skyrim in the virtual reality space. It is very, very fun. I think Um, this is probably the best VR game that 
I've ever played so far, and I'm kind of looking forward to finishing this because then I could try Fallout 4 VR, and I want to see if that's any better. <laughs> but right now, Skyrim VR is amazing. It is so fun. Um, and of course, following the meme, I uh, of course I'm playing a stealth archer, but <laughs> it's <laughs> but I have good reason. It's it's mostly because archery and VR is just like so fluid and it just feels so much funner mm. um, than you know waving your controller, pretending you're swinging a sword. Although like now I'm starting to do that too. I'm starting to try out some one-handed weapons and um, and it just the um what is that unique um weapon the uh, oh the dawn breaker mm. i don't know if you guys know that weapon but in the game it's it's really effective against undead um but it's like really really fancy looking it has this like really beautiful glow on the hilt and in vr when you're holding it you just feel like oh this is amazing i'm like holding the sword of god and then you hit your skeletons and then it causes like this big explosion and everything in the room and because you're in the room itself everything in the room around you like the cans the bowls the buckets they just go flying and it feels awesome so mm. i mean it's just something that you can't really experience if you're playing on a monitor but in vr it feels great how I've is um... a ton of that still How's traversal on. on that? Because I've heard from people that like mm. traversal is kind of like a weird, odd feeling in that. Yes. Way. So the game comes with two ways for you to move. The first way is your standard teleport. Hold the button down and you teleport. That way sucks. I okay. didn't even bother trying it. I know it was going to suck. The other way also kind of sucks, to be honest. Um, the other way is... I have the HTC Vive and my Vive controller has these touch pads that I can kind of use like joysticks. So you can kind of like use it as a joystick to push forward, back, left and right. And then you'll strafe in the direction you push. However, if you're playing this standing up, which I do, if you do that, it is the most disorienting thing you'll ever feel. You're going to throw up in like five minutes. Mm. So I also that's why I said it's, like, it's, it's also terrible. But but um on steam there is a nice little program that you can pay for like it's only 10 bucks or something but mm. it's totally worth it because it it's like a little background process of a program that you can run alongside any really a lot of like different vr games and they have like different profiles for each but uh for skyrim for example it'll translate you holding down two buttons um, one on each controller and while you're holding them down as you swing your arm as if you're walking then it turns that into forward motion in the game and that gets rid of all of the nausea all of the dizziness and it works very very well mm. and it basically turned instead of using your joystick your, your virtual joystick on your touchpad it turns this mo motion into you know pushing a stick forward or backwards um, or sideways even so that is I think necessary to play this game honestly um, to make it even like playable, let alone enjoyable. So that's that's how that works. But the stupid thing is, and I think I've mentioned this before, the stupid thing is if you're on a horse, then well, at least I do this. I kind of like gallop. Okay. I like hold my controllers in front of me and I bounce and I gallop and I gallop forward. So yeah, similarly, you kind of it just turns motion into forward movement or like depending on what direction you're holding your controllers, that's the direction you'll go. Okay. So in the end, it works pretty well. 
very fun game. I'm I don't know how far I am along with the I think I haven't even gotten to like solitude yet. I've just been playing like these side quests, killing vampires and stuff. And that game, I mean, like I said, I this is my first time playing this game. I've hmm. not played Skyrim before, so I didn't know exactly what to expect. And I um I guess I wasn't sure like how many side quests were there and like how big and like well thought out the stories and the side quests are. Um, but this is still going to take me a very long time to finish. I'm not going to finish it anytime soon, but I'm having lots of fun. It's, it's an amazing game. That's awesome. Yeah. So should I give a score? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think because it still has a lot of mod support, um on the pc because that's the what i'm playing it on i would i would give it like a nine out of ten i mean it's skyrim it's it's classic it's it's really really good the it's but it's not perfect you know in vr like unless you have some mods to help you for example like the moving uh, program that you can buy off of steam just the base game itself it there's some problems with it um but of course most of it is solvable but it takes a little work to figure out what kind of mods because there's this shimmering that happens in the game with vr because when you're playing it on like a controller or on a monitor your movement isn't as jerky right so but you, if you're like standing there you know natural movement like you turn your head pretty quick and stuff and because of that the rendering in the game um all the mountains and stuff like there's a lot of pop in right so you could be like leaning forward a little bit and all of a sudden there's like things that would pop into view like mountains and trees and then if you lean back a little bit and boom they're gone they disappear so there are like very very annoying things like that that are kind of distracting mm -hmm. but there are definitely mods that help subdue that as well as like get rid of this like weird shimmering that you see in the game where the mountains look like they're shiny and as you turn your head, like the glow, the sheen, the shine kind of like reflects in a different light. And that can be very distracting as well. So it's not perfect by any means, but it is still by far right now the best VR game I've played. Nice. Um, yeah. So yeah, 9 out of 10 for me. Uh, the other game I've been playing a lot is Red Dead Redemption 2. Again, very solid game. I decided... Because I usually, when I play these games, I like being the hero, but you're by default playing an outlaw. So I decided to be kind of a bad character, and I started just like robbing trains mm -hmm. and found that to be quite fun, um, except it's not really worth it. I think maybe the game has like, you know, they kind of incentivize you to be sort of honorable despite the fact that you're an outlaw because after robbing trains and killing like, over a dozen maybe two dozen like lawmen i and looting every single corpse and looting the train i ended up making maybe like a hundred bucks maybe a little more but then my bounty went up to 300 so if i've ever wanted to like pay my bounty off this like i can't if i'm like yeah so which kind of makes sense right it's kind of realistic like you can't like pay off your bounty after looting a whole bunch of shit and then still have money left over to do whatever you want that's kind of like an exploit i get it but i was kind of hoping it was true that i could just do that but i can't so yeah right now i have a pretty big bounty in the area i'm in 
Um, and I decided to just live with it. You know, I'm an outlaw. I gotta, I gotta be a little bad. So maybe I'll start robbing more trains and stealing more carriages all over the world. Well, yeah, and it's a big world. Holy. From, from what I remember, um, playing mm-hmm. it like there's a certain way of robbing the way robbing the trains too where like you have to wait till it's like not too close to a town and like there's a certain way of doing it where you can actually probably get away with doing it without like driving up your bounty too much but yeah it's also Mm. like that's a good point i i robbed it in broad daylight in the middle of a station so (laughs) it was a bad idea now that i think about it yeah because like yeah there were no witnesses man yeah, there was the whole town was witnessing it. And like people were like, coming, and I'm just train? like, yeah, I'm just like, I'll hide in the train and I'll just shoot every single person that comes in. And I'm like, this isn't really worth it. They just keep coming, but I'm just bounties just keep going up. Yeah, no, maybe it was just a bad execution on my part. Yeah, <laughs> so I have like, to try. I I was doing it your way, and I kept mm-hmm. like finding them that I was like not like having any success. So I read online something like wait until the train is like like get on at a station but wait until it's like let like somewhere in between towns where like it's not close to either town and then rob it and the um the the police will still come but it'll take them a lot longer because they're coming from the town so right so that's what uh, i don't know that makes a lot of sense you know that makes a lot of sense. you know it takes it takes some brain power to be a criminal. I, I don't think I'm smart enough, but <laughs> but but I'm having a lot of fun with this game. I love again, like I mentioned last time, the little random encounters that you experience. It's yeah. just so interesting. Like I just went into this bar, and then it turns out there's a bedroom upstairs, and this like lady just murdered a man, and he was like, "Can you please carry this dead body over to the pig pens?" to like so the pigs can eat it and we'll like hide the fact that i just killed this dude <laughs> i'm like well i'm already here let's do it <laughs> so i just threw the body over a fence to the pigs went back to her she gave me some money and she's like furiously scrubbing the bed to get rid of the blood i'm like this is really cool i hope like <laughs> i see her again someday and she'll remember me and i don't know like maybe give me some more goodies or something oh that game but, yeah. just the random encounters you have are just so much fun like i remember oh those. man it's the best part of the game i think like i, I yeah. love the casual conversation you can have with random folks and i'm mean, okay it gets a little boring after a while because it's always like oh you greet them and then you say some random small talk thing like just hanging in there right or something like that and then you're just like all right well see you later so after a while if you just keep doing that it gets a little boring but the yeah. random encounters are nice mm-hmm. yeah oh i also don't understand what the point of like the daily meal at the camp is because sure it like restores your cores but i could just sleep um so i think it's for like the nutrition aspect like you can make food and eat it and keep yourself fed but if you eventually if you don't eat like you'll get underweight and like i think your cores will go down what like yeah yeah oh yeah like you need to eat to like keep your weight up, otherwise you'll get like underweight and malnourished. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like Wait, oh that's kinda bonkers. So you get like a free meal at the camp that you can get every mm-hmm. day. And that's right. that's what the point of that is. Just so you don't have to craft something. Because uh, if you don't keep the, the dude stocked up with like supplies to make it, he also won't make the meal every day, I think. Like he'll make like a <laughs> shitty one that's like beans right. or something. Yeah. Um 
Okay, cool. Yeah, I've been donating a lot of stuff to the camp, so that's good. But I didn't realize there was like a whole. So what are, what are the downsides if you get underweight, or or is it even possible to get overweight as I well? I, I, well? Yeah, I think so. I, I think you can go overweight. Um, not to spoil the game, but like certainly as you get closer to the end of the game, there's certainly like your health kind of becomes a major factor in things. So. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I always wondered how do I like improve the health bar, and like I noticed like the stamina bar. If you just run after a while, it kind of grows. Over time, you gain more stamina. Mm -hmm. um, but okay, maybe like maybe I gotta make sure I eat my meals then. Yeah, like <laughs> I have not stats, been doing that. Just like if you look life. at your stats, there's like some some extra descriptions on like each one that like tell you things. Like, and one of them is like your level of like nourishment kind of thing. So yeah, check it out. It's cool. Hmm. Okay. Cool stuff. Yeah, man, this game. Like, I love these little details. Like, I didn't even think about that. Like. That you could lose and gain weight and have it affect your health okay cool yeah i also just recently discovered like a town i think it was like saint dennis haha <laughs> it's me uh saint dennis and um <laughs> and it, it was really cool it felt like you were in like london or something it was like very industrial and stuff but it turns out like after going there i'm like let me look at the map how far are we from like the original camp spot and it turns out i'm like not that far so i'm like oh shit this world is huge i uh yeah. i don't think i'm like really far into the game then because i haven't really gone anywhere um i haven't done that many quests because i wonder if i don't even know what i've been doing that's the problem with these like open world games and i, I don't uh -huh. even know i'm just like wandering about like like oh there's a carriage let's just steal it sell it and get some money and then next thing you know two hours are gone and you haven't done a single mission that uh, is my problem with that game like yeah. i get on yeah. i try to do the story and then i like get distracted by all the cool little things that pop up while i'm trying to do like just let me get to the, <laughs> the story mission marker and then like on the right. way there i'll run into something else that distracts me and i'll end up doing something completely different <laughs> yeah so it's very good very good game yeah i'd give it like at least a 9 out of 10 as well i've been having a lot of fun i don't know if i'm gonna try the online aspect because i don't have playstation plus mm. um so i probably won't but even but i'm having like loads of fun just playing the campaign it's very very fun nice all right last two games dead cells i also talked about this last time um you guys are absolutely right the deaths are bullshit i don't know what is happening next like just it just happens almost randomly i don't know what's going on like i feel like i'm doing so well i got some good weapons go crawling through this whole dungeon and all these randomly generated stuff and then i get hit and then i immediately die and i'm like wait what happened <laughs> like i had a whole like a full health bar and then it turns out no i just haven't really been keeping an eye on my health and you only get like a certain amount of health potions to drink um and i've only upgraded that like twice so i can only take two sips or something and sometimes i forget about it and then i just get like killed by a boss or something i mean it's still fun but i don't think it's like one of those games that i would sit down and play for a long long time like red dead but it's mm. it's it's a nice like quick game to pick up once a day maybe uh just to like see how far you get and then try again the next day so i find it pretty good i'll give this one a seven out of ten because i think it's it's definitely worth playing and it's it's a nice thing to have on the side if you just feel like oh i got a couple minutes and i want to make some progress nice. yeah okay finally 
a new game that I've been playing is Rising Storm 2 Vietnam. I think these are the guys who uh, also made... Shoot, what was that game that they made? Oh, uh, Killing Floor. Yeah, these are the same developers. Um, and I, you know, I've looked at this game before. I've watched some gameplay, and I didn't think it was that interesting. It kind of looked outdated. Um, but after trying it, it actually is a very, very, very solid shooter. It, it basically... Um, has a pretty big map and it's kind of like very battlefield-esque most of the modes that you can play in are kind of like battlefield where you take objectives either in series or it's just laid out on a map and you can just run to whatever objective to try to take it and everybody's like running everywhere um but it's really fun it's uh it's you know it's like if you like battlefield i feel like you'll like this game the gunplay is really solid they Okay, the graphics are a little lackluster, um, but I love the, you know, like the the 70s feel, the 80s feel with, you know, the whole Vietnam War. And there was, there's like all the old like rock music playing. If you're like riding in a helicopter flying to the objective, then the pilot could put on music and you can sit there and listen while you're waiting to get off. Um, but like the base game is pretty fun. It's a solid shooter, but they also had this new DLC that they just released, which kind of changes the visuals of the game, and it's very interesting. So instead of trying to be like rather, and it's not super realistic, but like instead of looking like real people fighting Vietnam, they've changed it such that everybody is like their toy soldiers, you know, the plastic little green army men. So you're either like a green army man or you're blue army man. So those are the two teams and you fight in like a big scaled up world. So as if you're the size of a ar- uh, green or blue army man and you're fighting in, you know, this like kid's bedroom with all these toys and everything around you is it just makes you feel like you're this tiny little thing walking around and the TV is huge and there's these like building blocks that you can kind of climb up on and stuff and there are these trains you know one one um, map is like kind of like what i described it's just a whole room that's got a bunch of like toys in it and it's got like a christmas tree so it was like kind of like a christmas season like it looked like kids opened their presents and then went to bed right and then now you're just fighting in this giant room where you're trying to you know avoid um the little choo-choo train that's going around and if you like get hit by you're gonna die or you can ride the train and uh you know and then there's like doll houses that you can run through and like shoot from and it's just it looks really cool it feels really interesting to be so scaled down and you know feel like you're you're a little green men you know little army men trying to fight little blue army men but again, because the base game is the same, the, the gunplay is still very, very solid. And I think it's actually funner in this mode. It's just more silly. You don't take fall damage. You can walk underwater. So like there's pools that you can just like go straight under and there's objectives underwater. And it's very, very fun. It's really solid game. Nice. Um, yeah. So I think like just for that DLC alone, it's worth trying out. However, of course, it's a DLC. I think it costs like 10 or 15 bucks or something. But yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I like this game too. I'll give this one a 6 out of 10. 
Nice. Pretty good. Cool. Uh, I think that's uh, it for this week. Cool. Uh, yeah, as always, uh, like us on iTunes, Google Play, share with your friends, all that fun stuff. Uh, especially because we're doing reviews now. I don't know. Maybe it's a good reason to share with the people you know in your life. Uh, yeah, you can find more on 3 com or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, 3 all that fun stuff. With that said, we'll see you guys in two weeks. Have a good one. Bye for now.